Uh, if you want me to, I, I just... It's one of those things that I know I'm just going to blank as soon as I start. I'm just going to be like, welcome. Um, that That's going to be it. That's my, my intro. <laughs> that's pretty good. Let's go with that. No, let's not go with that. I really want you to introduce it. All right, well, welcome to the podcast. Off the crossbar. Real Salt Lake podcast. See, this is what happens when you ask me to introduce. Fair enough. Jason, we blame you for not being here this week. We blame me for not being here last week. Uh, yes. We didn't have an episode last week, obviously, but this is episode nine. Is it nine? It's a, I believe it's episode nine. Wow, we are flying along. Okay, episode We're nine. We're flying through the season, aren't we? Uh, yeah, we are. How far in? How many games have we played? Nine. We played nine? So yeah. we're almost a third. Yeah, well, we're a quarter. A quarter plus two, a quarter a quarter plus one, or or a third minus two. Yeah, yeah. We could do the math here, but we there's no reason to. I'm Matt Montgomery. I'm here with Trevor Brady. Uh, you know the you know the routine. We're here to talk about Real Salt Lake. Absolutely. So let's let's do that. Uh, Chicago Fire, Saturday. That was kind of a fun little game. Well, yes. It was fun. It, it ended it fun. It was fun. It ended on a high note. That's true. It was a fun thing to it watch. It was not fun for about 70 minutes. Uh, I might go as far as like 80 minutes. Even after Maybe. one goal, it was not fun. No, it, it really wasn't. What was the, what was our biggest problem there? I mean, we conceded two goals in the opening, what, like 25 minutes, right? Was it that quick? It could have, yeah. Two goals I mean, in they, the they first were early. half, regardless. First half, yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I'm... Honestly, I and I'm I'm probably going to get a little bit of flack for saying this. I think it was just that Chicago was better. I mean, clearly they were better than us in the first half. In the first half, they yeah. were especially they offensively. Had, they had better movement, way better movement off the ball, better um, control. I mean, yeah. they're playing in front of their home crowd, so it's it's yeah. not to be unexpected. Makes sense. They had those people chanting fire repeatedly behind them. That's. <laughs> Really, really pushing them forward. Yeah, it's it's enough to put any opposition side off, really. Right. No, it. Yeah, just offensively, they were way better than us defensively. Um, they were way better than us offensively too. Yeah. First half, we couldn't get anything going. It seemed like anytime we had great movement, great passing, there was just that one, and it wasn't the same person. Uh, Winger seemed to give the ball away. Yeah. A few more times. I we looked at the stats later, or I looked at them with. I think I had Charles helping me. But, yeah, we looked at some of the stats later. Wingert didn't give the ball away, or didn't have as many incomplete passes, I should say. Anywhere near as much as Tony did throughout the whole game. Yeah. Tony, I think, had like 20 incomplete passes. Yeah, I and mean, that's going to include throw-ins, things like that. But yeah. Is it? Okay. Yeah. Well, still, 20 is a lot. Isn't yeah, it? It, it's a lot, but he also completed a high a high rate. So, yeah. it's like 57 out of 77, which but is really to, to compare, remarkable. To compare it to Winger, Winger only had like seven incomplete passes. Yeah. Which is, to me, it seemed like a really low number. It seemed like he was giving the ball away. Maybe, and that, that might just me, be me projecting. It's possible. But there, there were passing. at least three instances that I can think of off the top of my head where he gave the ball away going forward in a bad position. And it wasn't, yeah. like, like I said, it was. it just seemed like the pass was just six inches or a foot too far one direction. Yeah. And it seemed like that happened. We got down, we had a couple good passes, good movement happening, and then just one really poorly placed pass that was either 
way too far forward or too far behind the guy, pass straight to a Chicago guy. Yeah, you know that's I mean? sort of the story of the first half, like from every player out there, really. Right? Yeah, yeah. There, there was nobody that, that was free from that blame, but yeah. that's that's what happened. We just couldn't connect offensively. And it wasn't like it was the final ball that was missing. It was the ball before the ball before the final ball. Yeah, it was you know it I mean? was in the build-up that, was yeah. miss- that things were missing. And when we lack the build-up, we lack our ability to score goals. Unlike some sides, which can really just you know, score goals from nothing, that's just not, not something we excel at right yeah, now. Yeah, it really isn't. And I mean, it's something we need to work on moving forward, I think. But it's not something that well, I think really concerns us right now. Yeah, if I'm I, to be maybe, maybe we do. The, I mean, maybe this game just exposed how, if, if we're not on our game, we, we just don't... I don't really want to say we don't have a plan B. But yeah, I think if, we've got if plan A doesn't work, then we kind of struggle. Yeah. And I, that was evident in the first half. Yeah, I think... Offensively, I'm talking about. Defensively, clearly we gave up two goals. Yeah. But outside of those two goals, I thought we were pretty good. They yeah, I mean, that's that's something, at we, least. We weren't, you know, awful. Yeah. Um, um, which we, is a little unusual to get, for conceding two early goals to not be awful is surprising. But how many, how many shots on goals did... Shots on goals. How many shots on goal do they have? Uh, the whole game. Did we look that up? No. Probably not. Well, we can look I, it, it up. It doesn't... I don't remember them having a whole lot of shots or a whole lot of shots on goal. Yeah. Yeah. They, they had the two, obviously, that turned into goals. Yeah. They had the Harry Ship shot, which counts as a shot on goal. Ship shot. Ship shot. That's a fun thing to say. <laughs> they had the Harry Ship shot, which counts as a shot on goal. I'm going to say that every single time we okay. talk about that. You, counts you as a shot on goal. Counts as a save. And then um, McGee obviously got the goal right afterwards. Yeah. So, And it was all through good movement that they created both of those. Yeah. I mean, I was talking to you before. Um, In the I, long it, before time? <laughs> I was talking to you before about the two goals that we gave up. And, and if you look at the replays, a lot of the people that I noticed on Twitter, their immediate reaction was both goals came off of ball watching or defenders not marking or something you know, like yeah. that. And that's a fine first reaction, but when you like look at the play and break it down, there really weren't that many mistakes made. It was just defenders making... They had two decisions and they were both right. Yeah, well... And, 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 and I mean, on the Anangano goal... Borchers is marking an Angano yeah. until whoever it is that put the cross in. I forget the guy's name. Somebody. Somebody. Breaking down the left. Borchers has to come out to cover him, which left an Angano wide open to yeah. make his good run. It was a smart run that yeah. he made. Right into the center of the box and got the goal off of it. Yeah. So it was just a good run from an Angano and Borchers having to leave an Angano and nobody really picking him up. But nobody really was there to pick him up. Everybody was busy with something else. Yeah. So it was just a really good... Now we solve that. We get our midfielders back a little bit. Yeah, clearly. And um, that's and, tough. We've committed them further forward. Tony Beltran not slipping. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Slipperoo. But, I mean, you, the guy slips. You can't really... Yeah. And the guy slipped, you know, five seconds before the cross got off. Yeah. Somebody else could have helped out a little bit more. Yeah. So, Matt. Can I take my phone call? Who is it? It's a girl. It's a girl. Yeah, we'll pause. Hey, we're back. That was quick. Yeah. All right. What were we talking about? Anangano? Anangano goal. All right, Anangano goal. Great movement. Does better than our defense. Yeah. Oh, and and the second goal, Mike McGee. Or is that the first goal? I don't remember the ordering. Mike McGee, I'm pretty sure, was first. 
Yeah, yeah, but, he but like it's a classic Mike McGee run across. Yeah, he, he, the box, and, and again, the it was just there. smart movement on Chicago. Yeah. And you know who concedes those goals that Mike McGee scores? Everybody. In this uh, we do a lot too. Well, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, but I mean, Mike McGee was was a, a great goal scorer last season, yeah. and not by coincidence. It yeah. wasn't just luck. Like Mike McGee is clearly a a, a smart poacher. Like, yeah, that's what he is. He's a Chris Wondolowski, but yeah, at, small. He's at kind the of beginning, a tiny Chris Wondolowski. <laughs> well, I don't know if he's quite. It's a little good unfair because he's a lot smarter and a lot. Chris Wondolowski's not stupid. No, I'm not saying Wondolowski's not stupid. I, I don't want to make it sound like I don't like Chris <laughs> Wondolowski because I do. I don't really like honestly. Chris Wondolowski. He's kind of boring, actually. He's of course he's boring, but he scores goals. That's true. I mean, yeah. How can you say no to a 20-plus goal scorer every single year? Mm, I guess I can't. I love that. Anyway. Um, but no, he at the beginning of that play, if you see Mike McGee's being marked by Tony Beltran, yeah. like outside the box on the left-hand side of the field while the ball's in at Nyako's feet, yeah. way on the right-hand side. As the ball gets moved over to Harry Ship when he takes the shot, he's still being marked by Beltran, but... He just follows the play, stays with the play, makes his run across the box as Harry Ship has taken his shot when Beltran and Borchers are distracted by the shot and just makes a great run. Yeah. And you can, maybe. We looked at it. I think it was Beckerman. You, you might be able yeah, to blame Beckerman him. Yeah, Beckerman should have continued his, his run. But. Yeah, because Beckerman kind of stopped and just let Mike McGee go. And yeah. Borchers... I mean, Expecting you, that someone else would pick him up, I think. But, probably. Yeah, but and, I don't and, think that's a fair expectation to make no, with Mike McGee. Yeah, it, it's it's really not. Beckerman might have been able to do better. Borchers probably could have done better. But yeah. again, Borchers didn't necessarily do anything wrong Yeah. on the shot. Yeah, I mean, Borchers, if the rebound had gone the other way... If it had gone towards Borchers, you don't want Borchers crashing in and being surprised by a rebound to him. Yeah. He's looking and can't do anything to stop the shot, obviously. So he's stopping, waiting for a rebound. And that that's a natural move for a defender. It's yeah. not a ball-watching case. It's what a defender's doing. Yeah. So, I think that's fair to say. And maybe maybe we're being a little bit homery, like trying to make excuses for the players. I don't, I feel, I don't think I feel it's a like case of might, making excuses for the defenders. It's I, I feel like we might be sounding like that. Yeah, there maybe a little, but like, but yeah, we have to understand that it, a goal is not always like one or two defenders' faults. Yeah, sometimes I think these came from the systemic plays, right? Yeah, where our, we were caught out a little bit, and our midfield just hadn't transitioned properly. Right. So I mean, which we do what we can. Again, we've said it before. We're going to give up goals where the midfielders are caught out or the outside backs are caught out. So, bless you. I I apologize for sneezing on the podcast. (laughs) But, yeah, they they were great goals. Chicago was just better than than we were. And that's, honestly, with Chicago, I know their record doesn't reflect it. And, we're again, we were talking before, and I think we agree. Yeah. Their record does not reflect the team that they have. No, not at all. I, I, I don't know what's wrong in Chicago, but they should have more Frank than... Frank Gallup? <laughs> Maybe. Maybe it's it Frank Gallup. To do but they should have more than zero wins. Yeah. A, a few more. Yeah. They should, you know what I mean? So... I'm, like, they had a long string, string of draws, and in a, in a way, they were sort of like the more losingest... Losinger... I'm losing her is a word, right? Yes. Henry losing her. Um, <laughs> I'll let you think that it is cool. <laughs> they were, they were like a, a they were like 
know, us through that same stretch, except they, you know, they, they lost at the beginning instead of winning. Yeah. I mean, it's it, it kind of, it's almost, it's not quite sixes, but, uh, yeah, it's, but it's not totally dissimilar here. Yeah. Point is going down two goals to Chicago is, that that's not good, but it's it's not good. But Chicago's a good enough team that they can put two past good defenses. Yeah, and they did clearly. Well, and, and then we kind of turned it around in oh, the yeah. last fifteen twenty minutes. What, uh, what what do you think? Uh, what do you think turned it around? Oh wait, you didn't. What? You didn't really watch the game, did you? No, I watched the game. The whole game? Yeah, the whole game. I watched absolutely from minute zero to minute. Oh, just not 94. live, right? Yeah, not live. Okay, that's right. I did listen uh, on headphones. That's right. I forget that in you the DC metro, and yeah. it was awful and nerve wracking. And uh, <laughs> I was on a train full of people, and maybe I shouldn't have been as excited and animated as I was. <laughs> there may have been a little fist pumping and like I don't know, jiggling like Jello. I shouldn't admit <laughs> that, should I? <laughs> I jiggle like Jello when I'm excited. I just sort of shake. I need you listeners to know that Matt is trying to imitate jiggling like Jello. You can't hear it, but I am. You might be able to hear the couch moving. <laughs> squeaky, squeaky. Sque- yeah, the couch is squeaking, which is not a noise that we need on the podcast. <laughs> no, that's a neat. <laughs> you don't want them to think we're intimate. No. <laughs> oh. Well. My right, apologies. Anyway. Uh, I retracted my previous tweet. So, okay, so you watched the game. Yeah, oh yeah. What was a big turning point for you? Would you say? I'm, if, I, this is a leading question. All right, it's, it's obviously <laughs> a leading question because he answers the substitutions, right? W- which substitution in particular would you say? Well, it's... it's <laughs> I, I want you to try- say Mansali changed the game. I'm not going to say it like that, but uh, Abdullah Mansali coming in played a distinct impact in the way we played moving forward. Would you say that Mansali, and I'm realizing this is a one-game situation, Mansali played better than Winger? Uh, I'd say he attacked better than Winger, which is what we needed then. Yes. Uh, we didn't need someone defending back there because, frankly, Chicago wasn't looking to defend or attack. to attack on that yeah. right side or on that left side or really anywhere, yeah. Like, save for a few sparse moments. And so we took off uh, a generally reliable defender. And we put on a uh, a brighter, more attacking player. Brighter in the in the sense that he's a better, you know, in attack. I don't yes. know why you think this is so funny, Trevor. Don't worry about it. Is the hand motions? No, no, <laughs> don't worry about it. Um, yeah, no, I I agree, and I think Mansali changed the game. I'm, <laughs> thank you. No, I think that that's a perfect example. That this is why I'm so excited. It's a perfect example of what I've been saying. All up to where we finally get to see Mansali get first team minutes. Yeah. Mansali brings the offense that Chris Winger doesn't. Yeah. And that was perfect example of it. Yeah. Mansali comes well, on. And he wasn't and, actually bad in defense, too, when called upon. No, he, he wasn't. And we see that and, from Mansali. And, and again, like, this been, season, he's been good. Been saying that, too. He, he's not a terrible defender. Yeah. He's probably not as good as Winger. I'll give you no. that. Chris Winger is an MLS veteran defender, and it shows oh, yeah, in the way he plays. Clearly. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah, it was just, that's exactly what I wanted to see from Mansali. Mostly just for selfish reasons. I wanted people to see that Mansali is good going forward. Yeah. And And not a disaster going back. And, and, yeah, and realize that he's not the disaster that he, I mean, because. That he sometimes has been. Well, I mean, that's the lasting memory from last year, isn't it? 
The red card against he Dallas. He had two red cards and yeah, okay, and but, a suspension from the disciplinary committee. But the Dallas yeah. game was, was it the last time we saw him on the first team last year? It wasn't the last time, it was no, like, but like second to last. It was near the end of the season. That, that he got a start at least, yeah. Yeah, so he left a bad taste in a lot of people's mouth and I'm really glad that we got to see him play like this yeah. so that we could remember why we liked him cuz yeah. if you remember the first couple times we saw him last year everybody loved him yeah. until he got a red card and then he started playing a little bit more everybody loved him again and then he got another red card yeah, and then, then everyone kind of turned on him and everybody kind of really turned on him and fair enough if you get two red cards in the season yeah, probably a bad idea yeah but i like I said, I still really like Mensali. And you know, for me, it was actually like a systemic thing. That it wasn't just Mensali coming on. It was that we took Mensali and we pushed him up that left flank as far as he would go. Right, yeah. And then we shifted our midfield to the left side, too. Yeah. Uh, so in, for the first goal, we had, uh, we had basically all of our midfield on the left, the left attacking half. We had nine players in the left attacking half. That's, that's just... A lot. Yeah, left attacking uh, quadrant, I suppose. Yeah. Uh, and when you do that, uh, or when we do that, we score goals, Like is, yeah. is what it comes down to. And that's I mean, that's kind of been the case all season. It seems like when we decide that we're going to attack, um, we just overload one side. Yeah. You know, and that's that's what creates the one touch passes, the quick movement. Yeah, and confuses the quick, the quick move, ball movement. It, it confuses defenders, it it opens up space that you wouldn't expect from it being that tight. Yeah, exactly. And um yeah, that's another thing that that we didn't see in the first half at all was um I mean it just seemed like everybody was trying to find everybody. Everybody found themselves in space expecting guys to be close and nobody was close to anybody. I mean, going forward for RSL offensively, yeah, it seems like we, instead of making a whole lot of short passes, like we usually do when we're seeing success offensively, we're making a lot of long passes. Not long balls from like the center back. Yeah, up, but up. more direct passing. Yeah, but yeah, just longer distance-wise passing. We're yeah. passing from the center out to the wing, from the wing to the center, you know, and it was just longer passes. And from what I've seen this season, we have more success when we're tight together making short one touch kind of passes triangle passing if you want to call it that yeah and and then yeah just just getting through the defense with that kind of passing and yeah. we that was absent in the first half and yeah. at the end of the second half that was there and you know part of what it comes down to for me is fitness like we have a, a team that excels in fitness right yeah um by and large we have a couple of players a few players probably that that aren't 90 minutes at that at that level. Luke yeah. Mahan is an obvious one. He comes off after yeah, he 60 comes minutes. To mind. Um, but he plays well when he's on. I, okay. It wasn't his did, best did, game, but did he, he play did would you say he played well against Chicago? He played all right. Uh it wasn't it was surely not his best game. Would you say it was his worst game? As a starter. As a starter? I'll, I'll say that as a starter, was it his worst game? Uh, Keeping I, in mind that he's I think that was his third start? Yeah, I'd have to go back and look at the other two, but I mean he scored goals in the other two, I guess. So it's it's hard Fair to say, um, but I don't think it was particularly. I don't think he scored, scored goals in his starts, did he? Did he not? He scored. I don't remember. He scored. I thought his first goal came on came as a substitution. Yeah, it probably did. I don't know. He Maybe scored. A he uh, he scored a couple. Of goals. Okay, it's, but to me, and again, this this was just eyeballing. I didn't look up the stats on Mulholland at all, but eyeballing it, it it seemed to me Mulholland had a pretty rough go of it all game. He had yeah. he just wasn't on the ball. 
Yeah. Nearly that, as much as he usually is. And that was part of the way Chicago was playing, right? Grabovoy also was not on the ball nearly as much as he usually is. It seemed, that it, was one of the changes made in the second half, was getting those players on the ball. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, getting yeah. our midfield more involved. Exactly. Yeah. That, yeah. It's, it's what it comes down to for me is that uh, like Luke Mulholland is a hard worker, uh, a good midfielder, not 90 minutes. Louis Skill might be in the same, same, you know, same boat. Sebastian Velasquez, definitely in the same boat. Mm-hmm. He he's not ninety minutes at this point. He can give Probably. us sixty minutes at at that level. But that, you ask him do ninety the, the minutes. Only reason, we'll have to spread it the only reason I hesitate to agree is we just haven't seen him even yeah. try ninety minutes yet. Yeah, not not he this has, season. He hasn't, historically. He hasn't, has has he started the season at all? No. Yeah. I mean, he was injured, so uh, historically but, yeah. he hasn't been ninety minutes. So. Yeah, that's true. But but given what we ask of those players, it, it yeah, takes yeah. A, a phenomenal player to reach that. I mean, it takes a Will Johnson to play alongside a Ned Grabovoy, a Kyle Beckham, and Javier Morales and have all four of those players go 90 minutes. Yeah, we don't really see that ever, do we? Yeah, no, not since Will Johnson. Yeah. Have we have we seen all Probably four right. of our midfielders go 90 minutes routinely? Yeah, that's uh, fair. It's, that, it's that's just fair the, it's what you're going to get. Yeah. Um, and so that gives us opportunities for change at, at natural points in the game. Now I don't think Sebastian Velasquez came on and and did too much. I think he did. I'm going to say I mean, more. He, I think I'm going to say he did more than Mulholland. But again, I think he was very rarely on the ball. He was on the ball more than Mulholland. Yeah, at oh, least like it, per term, minute yeah, touches, in, per, in you know, whatever. Um, but I think you're probably going to say that was more of the system, more of the way we were playing in the second half. Yeah, I midfielders were getting more involved, and that might be it. But yeah. There are a lot Back of factors remains, to consider. Again, that's, that's to, I think, the point. To the eyeball. He looked a lot better than Mulholland did. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that's probably fair. He didn't really, he, like... He still did that thing that he's been doing all season that's kind of bugging me. Which is? It did feel, he, like, fluff his hair out? Or? No, no. Where he gets into a spot that would not be a fantastic shot, but open for a shot. Yeah. And he takes one or two touches too many, and then all of a sudden he's got three defenders around him. Oh, yeah. And he can't do anything with it. Yeah, he didn't have one I would have love to see moments. him take more shots. Yeah, so, I mean, Velasquez is clearly, like, getting in great positions. Yeah, he, he's getting in good positions, and he's getting the ball in good what, positions. Which should be something I think anyone who says he doesn't have, like, a soccer brain should probably think about. Should recognize, yeah. Yeah, you don't get in those positions by accident. Yeah. So... Um, Anyway, I think the one you know he took a hard touch this time, had a great shot. If you're taking the you know available to him, if he hadn't taken that hard touch, but yeah, but he'll get there. There was, I think, there's still early season for us. It it is, but I don't know how many shots he's recorded this year, but it is not many. Yeah, not enough. It's it's less than I would like to see him. have recorded, especially with the opportunities he's had. No, I agree, and I think you know the player himself would agree with that. Like, yeah, <laughs> like it's it's not yeah. like he's doing brilliant things except shooting. It's he's doing good things and he's getting good positions, uh, and he knows he needs to shoot more. Yes, uh, well, I would hope that he knows. If he doesn't, then he's <laughs> crazy. But. Yeah. So, anything else we want to talk about? Do we want to talk about? No, I don't I care. Mean, we didn't talk about Vancouver, uh, where we gave up two goals late. Oh yeah, of course it was. Okay. Yeah, we, and we, we didn't talk about that as a podcast. So. Yeah, we we want we wanted to mention because that. we were depressed. We were too depressed to to talk about we it. We were so depressed that Matt went to DC That's to try true. to cheer himself up That's after true. the Vancouver game. No, so yeah, we we didn't talk about it that much. Um, and 
I'm kind of glad we had the Chicago game because yeah. now it it kind of feels like we're justified in not talking about yeah. the problems that were clearly evident in the Vancouver game. Well, and, and have kind of been clearly evident the rest of the season. Or, yeah, yeah, I mean they're they're evident problems, but they're not like easy problems to solve. They're not, but to, to to put it to put it shortly, to put it shortly, to, that's a odd just, turn of phrase. Well, yeah. To make a long story short, um, the the way that the Vancouver game ended, um, and I I said this before, it, it's just down to coaching. If you yeah. ask me, it, it's a hundred percent. A lot of people like to blame Sabo for taking that long touch. A lot of uh, people like to blame Ramondo for not getting to the ball. A lot of people well, like yeah, to blame. I mean, a lot Nick Ramondo wasn't good enough that game, but no, but he, he wasn't. There were several players that weren't good enough. So Clearly, that's... but it, I don't think when, when it gets down to stoppage time, it's not a. It, it's not the players shouldn't be the ones making the decision. Yeah, the coach should have laid out. Hey guys, if we've got a lead in stoppage time. This is the plan, and it's yeah. either possess the ball or counter, get another goal, or yeah. And I it's think we were, we were setting kick. up for a counter on that last we, one. We were, but I mean, so it wasn't it, like we were bereft of a plan. It's just it seemed it didn't like Sabo couldn't make up his mind if he was going to counter or if he was just going to bring the ball out into space yeah. and then pass it to somebody else and yeah. just maintain possession, but at least get the ball out of the defensive third. Because he didn't look like he was running at full speed; like he was running, thinking I'm going to beat the defenders and, you know, go. Yeah. You know what I mean? And the other midfielders that were coming with them also didn't really look like they were countering. They weren't yeah. running full speed. So it, it just seemed like they were kind of trying to figure it out as they go. Yeah, there, there's something to that. Um, the biggest so, problem for me was was taking off Javier Morales as he, you know, he, he came off not injured, uh, it looked like. But, I mean, okay, so he went out of the match... Yeah, but uh, he briefly he, came back and then was substituted off, and I think uh, that was probably not the best decision. Uh, we needed, yeah. Like, like, but at, yeah, at the same time, he came. He came player, out in like the eighty fourth minute. Yeah, eighty fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth. Yeah, like Sturcher came on, which is great. First team minutes. Yeah, but just, he didn't play very long. He had zero. Zero impact on the game. Yeah, well, and I, I think when you have a player who's having an impact on the game actively. Uh, and you have the chance to keep him on, even in a limited role, that's probably preferable to putting on someone like John Sturzer, who yeah. for all you know, all the great qualities he probably has, uh, that's not the sort of game you give him those minutes in. Yeah, that's probably fair. Uh, you, Which, again, comes down to coaching. Yeah. It, and, it just, I mean, Jeff Casario came out and said, you know, afterward and said that you know, mistakes were, were made uh, all around. Yeah. You know, that class, he didn't say it quite like that. but Yeah, but... Mistakes yeah. were made. Yeah, I, I I hesitate to blame the players in that yeah, specific I, instance. There's just blame because to go, go around, I think everywhere for me. Yeah, I, I just think it to me it felt like the coach didn't lay out the plan. If if we're lo- if we're leading in the 85th minute, this is what we're going to do to the end of the game. Yeah, that's and a that's plan a that time. should be. That's set. something you do at halftime, right? You've got a either at halftime or leading. just just know that this is our team philosophy. Our philosophy is if we're leading it the 85th minute, yeah. this is how we're going to handle the last 10 minutes of the game. And honestly, I think that's probably something we've struggled with historically, too. Yeah. We, we well, haven't it, been great at defending. Especially again with Kassar. Yeah. yeah. We've had well, trouble defending and, leads, like, obviously. Even under Jason Christ, that wasn't something we excelled at. No, but we didn't give up three different leads. We didn't drop six points in the first 
what, seven games of the season? No, but we did lose games. No, we, we certainly uh, did. We lost Philadelphia. No, we, we drew at Philadelphia. We drew season. Philadelphia, yeah. Uh, but we lost at Kansas City. We lost in, or we lost against New York. Those were kind of... Yeah, there, like, there were a lot of things that went Different down. circumstances. Yeah. But, yeah, no, I, I closing, see what you're saying. Closing down games has never really been our specialty. Right. We, um, we but we, 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 we've never really been bad at it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, we've never been one of those teams, oh, they're going to give up points at the end of the game. Yeah. Clearly, this is destined to happen. Yeah. And, it it kind of feels like that this season. It felt like that. I think, actually... So far. But that's, that's the thing that I like about the Chicago game. They clearly went into the second half... Knowing what the plan was, yeah. When Mansali came on, when Velasquez came on, those guys clearly knew what the plan when was. When Garcia came on, when Garcia came on, they yeah, Garcia for Borchers. They clearly yeah. knew what the plan was, and the plan was attack. Yeah. Get a goal. When you get that goal, get another goal. Yeah. It and was when not you get, get that a goal, goal. Keep keep pushing. Yeah, it, yeah it, hold back a little bit, but yeah, it, but that that was clearly the plan, and everybody knew that was the plan, and everybody played like that was the plan. Yeah, and that was the big difference. Is I think. Kassar realized, hey, maybe we don't know what to do in the last couple of minutes. Let's make sure everybody knows. Yeah. In this game, and maybe it was at halftime, maybe it was in the trainings the week before. Yeah. Maybe it was when they were watching film. But it, it seemed clear that Kassar laid it out. Yeah. This is what we're going to do at the end of the game yeah, uh, maybe under he, these circumstances. Maybe he had too much faith in his, his veteran group. Yeah, and, um, and, and maybe he did. I, I'd and, sort of expect a veteran group to know what to do there, but again, But, it, but again, if, if you've got 11 that. guys... Yeah. And you've got one guy making a decision and another guy making, making another decision. decision. Yeah, you, you've got the team doing two different things, and yeah. that's never a good thing. That, that's that's why I blame it on the coach. Veteran yeah. players, you're probably right. They should have known what to do. Yeah, but and you default to to no, thinking they are all on the same page because historically yeah. they've played very well as a team. Yeah, but, but I, again, if if, if somebody process. says. If somebody like Sabo thinks, "Oh, we're going to go down and get a goal," and yeah. the rest of the team thinks, "Oh no, we're not. We're going to. Yeah. We should be clearing the ball out." Sabo, what are you doing? Yeah. Then, it, even if it's just one guy that's not on the same page as the other ten, yep, it can it can create problems. I'd agree with that. So, but yeah, great turnaround, great response in the second half. Um, yeah, in Chicago it. versus Vancouver and versus the rest of the games we've had this season. Yeah, really happy to see them. Really push for it, especially after they got the tying goal. Once they got the tying goal, I was worried. I say I was worried. I was happy that we got the tying goal. Yeah. But I was thinking that they might just be like, okay, we got the tying goal. We got a point on the road. We're done. Yeah. But instead they pushed and they got a, uh, another goal. For yeah, the even if we only pushed with five players in that quadrant instead of nine. <laughs> but they, they were pushing. They were looking yeah. for a third goal. Yeah. They saw their chance and they took it and they capitalized on it. And it was and fantastic. I, I love seeing that. Yeah, I'm. I'm. <laughs> I'm gonna throw out a name here. I'm. I'm like. Oh uh, oh I'm boy. not gonna pronounce his first name because it's goofy. I want. I want to hear pr- pronounce it. Uh, no, uh, Zeman, oh. the guy that used to coach Roma. Zeman. No, his name is Zeman. Oh. Z e. Oh, I heard you wrong. Yeah, you did. Um, but no, he his his whole like coaching philosophy is doesn't defense doesn't matter. Just score more goals than the other team and you win. Yeah. You know the anti Mourinho. Exactly. Yeah, I love it. So when he was when he co- he was the coach at Roma, they conceded like 110 goals throughout the season. But I think they're exaggerating. No, I'm not. It was close. That's four goals a game, Trevor. It was three. It was a three digit number goals conceded. But they also scored almost as many as they they well, almost as many as they conceded. 
I promise. We'll look it up. You'll be shocked. Fantastic. I, that, that's certainly some strategy. It makes for such fun games. They were so fun to watch. Uh, I don't think we're we're quite to that point. No, we're not. We're, we're not. Still I, I, I am not goals suggesting that RSL go to that philosophy. But what I'm saying is, I love the philosophy of Attack. we got a goal. Let's just go get another one. Yeah. And that, if we tied the game. Let's go win the game. Even with what three minutes of stoppage time? Yeah. Three or four or five, whatever it was. They scored, Four. I think it was five. Oh, it was five, you're right. Yeah. But anyway, even with a couple of minutes left in the game, they're still, yeah, let's go get another one. Because yeah. we can. Yeah. Let's show these guys that we can, and let's do it. Yeah. I, I just love that attitude. And I, I hope we see that persist. Because we've gone up a few times and, and tried to protect the lead. Yeah. It, it, which doesn't seem natural for us. It seems like the best way, and again, this is something that I've seen for the last couple of years with Christ. It seems like our best way to protect a lead is to continue pushing for a goal. Yeah. and we, Yeah, keep him on the back foot. We never really saw that from Christ. Well, we did a couple times. But it yeah. seemed like his go-to... He developed it after, you know, toward the end of his reign. It, it seemed like the go-to was, okay, we're up a goal with 20 minutes to go. Let's just sit back and bunker. Yeah. And and our defense will save us. Yeah. And it's it's really boring, and we gave up a lot of, a lot of goals that way. Yeah. So, that that's... I just love seeing him push at the end and not being satisfied with the point on the road. Yeah. Keep pushing. Keep them on their back foot. That's that's our best defense. And you know, the, the best thing for me, and I think we'll close on this, but yeah, uh, the best thing for me <laughs> was seeing close. a shot of Jeff Kassar maybe like two or three minutes before our first goal, and you see him mouth like you know, nothing vulgar. He just mouths like, "Come on, guys, you know what to do." Yeah. And then we scored three goals. It was just really, like, you don't see that. I, I didn't see that. It was really cool. He also looks good with a beard. He, he's a handsome guy. Yeah. Especially with that, with that scruff, yeah. Yeah. Like he's got, it. like, a, a, a nice Ned Grabovoyer to him. Uh, I realized we hadn't talked about Ned Grabovoyer oh, very boy, much. Oh, boy, yeah, so. that's right. We hadn't. Sorry. Um, <laughs> no, we got to get our grab away in there. Once Jason's back next week, we'll have the Ned Grabovoy Power Hour. Everything will be good. <laughs> so uh, we certainly will. Let, we, let's move on. Okay. So let's take a break. Let's take a break. Yeah, we'll be back to talk about what are we going to talk about. Houston. 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 Our next opponent. All right. Dynamo Houston. What are you doing, Trevor? I was just drumming my pants. Oh, drumming in your pants? On my pants. Well, I should say on my on my legs. You drummed on your pants? <laughs> on my legs. Which are covered in pants, thankfully. Your, your legs are covered in pants? <laughs> they are adorned. Adorned in pants. All right, there is, you go. is the word I'm going to use there. You went to a clothier and <laughs> yes. they adorned your legs in pants? <laughs> yeah, I think... I think we shouldn't talk like that. <laughs> what, People will we, stop listening to the podcast. We should not use words like adorned or clothier. Yeah, but okay, maybe a little bit. Yeah, whatever. Should we talk about Houston? Yeah, let's talk about Houston a little bit. All right. Uh, that that, no, that that's Houston right there. Uh, 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 that sums up Houston. You know, actually, there's one thing we can talk about, and that's their record. Uh, we can. Uh, they are pretty disastrous. Actually, that's not true. They are not very good. 
They've won four, lost four, and drawn two. Okay, look at their last five. So I'm pretty sure you will see that it is not a pretty picture. Unless I was looking at something else completely earlier. Yeah, they they've won two in their last five. But uh, drawn one or drawn two and lost one. So I mean, not, I'm, I'm, not awful. I'm pulling it up. Hang on, just a second. They beat Columbus tonight. Yeah, one nil. That's true. I watched that. We did watch we it. We watched that, and it was boring. Pretty, yeah, pretty bad. And then they beat Chivas four well, to one. Good for them. Anyway, it was a Chivas was pretty bad that game. Well, shock. Clearly. I'm shocked. <laughs> Um, but then before that, they tied Portland, and then they lost hard. Tied Philly. Yeah. And then they lost three. Two. To Dallas, Vancouver, and New England. Okay. So, yeah, so they're they, in a bit of mix for them. They, yeah, that's that's what I mean. Yeah. They started the season fantastic. They beat New England 4-0 yeah. in their first game, and New England but is now top of the East. Right? So... No. Who's top of the East? Sporting Kansas City. There are there are four teams. What was on, I looking at? This said they were top of the East. I don't know. There are four teams though in in the East on fourteen points. That uh, that that's just bizarre. I I don't, I don't know what else. I swear I was looking at something. That said anyway, New England's really good this season. Yeah, for an Eastern Conference team. Yeah, for an Eastern Conference <laughs> team, they're all right. But anyway, yeah. So they. Beat them pretty hard, and then yeah. they lost to them again later. And they're just, they're really kind of hard to predict. They can lose to New York 4 0, but then they can. Beat Columbus 1 0. Beat Columbus, who, well, to be fair, Columbus has started red hot. Yeah. And has sunk like a rock ever since. It's so weird. We're nine games in, we already have teams sinking like rocks. Well, to be fair, they started 3 0. Oh, no. Yeah. And then I think they've has they lost float? like their last five in a row. I think pumice floats, right? Pumice uh, does float. It's fact. very porous, yeah. so not all rocks sink. But okay, they didn't tie. They didn't sink lose like their a last particularly five. dense rock. They didn't lose their last five. They oh, lost yeah. their last two, and then tied the last three. Yeah, and then lost to Toronto. So I mean, it sunk like a rock, basically yeah. after a hot start. But yeah. we're not talking about Columbus. We're talking about Houston. That's true. Entirely unpredictable as far as this season goes. They're not performing as well as they normally would. Yeah, you would think. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, they they didn't have they didn't have much like hardly any turnover from last season. No, no, they've got pretty not much no, the same yeah. team. They've got that Oscar Bonet Garcia, Oscar Bonet Garcia, who's good. Yeah, they've got Will Bruin, who is better this season than he's been in a while. Well, that's good. He's a promising youngish player. Uh, he's, he's pretty good in football team material. Come on, hey, I I, I sold him to Palermo. For like yeah, that's right. That's three million dollars. <laughs> that makes me laugh every time you bring it up. Yeah, I, I have to bring it up because I have Palermo. No oh, I love Palermo. They're back in Serie A by this way. By the way, this year. Oh, good for them. They dominated Serie Who Just, did they? Uh, who did they bribe? They didn't bribe anybody, <laughs> but they managed to only have talk two... about seven-year-old news here. <laughs> they managed to have only two coaches all season, which I that's think is a record. That's pretty good. It it's solid. Wow, no, but that's um, like MLS level material. There. <laughs> no, but that, this is from the the man, the team owner Zamperini. Yeah, has had something like forty eight different managers. That's pretty good. in like the last twenty years. What do you think it would take for us to go? 
And I say 48. He's changed the manager, I think, like 54 times. He's just used the same manager. That's awesome. Like, like six managers have been used more than once in the last 20 years. Like, it, it's ridiculous how Seattle fast this guy Seattle should try that. <laughs> they should. Yeah. Really should. Bring in someone else, bring the same Siggy back. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. But anyway, sorry. Palermo. Whatever. Get off of that. Will Bruin. Will Bruin. There's a connection here somewhere. <laughs> Going back to Houston, they've got Brad Davis, who... Yeah. Great left foot. still Brad Davis. Yeah. And That's he... We wanted Brad. to talk about this. Set pieces. Yeah. Come on. Oh. That that's literally their entire game plan. Yeah. Get set pieces, put Brad Davis on it. Score. Get a big fat center backer, Will Bruin, yeah. and they're gonna score goals. Yeah. Sarkody. Uh <laughs> Sarkody. I'm just naming off players. David Horst. Horst. Has uh, actually been playing ever yeah. since I got rid of Bobby Boswell. Yeah, uh, that's something. We get to go up uh, against a former center back again, you know? Yeah, we do. Sometimes former players come back and bite us, but not... I a, not, don't think David Horst is going to. No, and Rashawn McKenzie didn't. <laughs> Certainly didn't. And um, David Horst hasn't in the past. Yeah. Oh. He's a good player. Don't yeah, get us yeah, wrong. Yeah. We, we like David Horst, but yeah. he's... We at the show. <laughs> here at the Off the Crossbar podcast. Yeah. No. Um, yeah, I mean, Bobby Boswell is probably the biggest change they made. They don't yeah. have him anymore. Yeah. That's cool. Continuity's fun. Yeah, but they're they're not the team that they were last year. Yeah. I don't know why. But they kind of are in that they're still not reliant on set pieces, but that's the difference between... Yeah. They're they're definitely better than probably anybody in MLS at set pieces. Yeah. You know who's not great defending set pieces often? (laughs) Who hasn't been historically? Yeah. Oh, that's, that's us. Yeah, little old us. You know who uh, we're also playing in Houston. Um, oh. You know who has been terrible in Houston. Houston. Yeah. In, uh, in, in all of Texas, uh, but particularly in Houston. It's because it's so hot there. We prefer the more temperate zones of yeah, okay. Salt Lake City. All right. Up in the northern region of Salt Lake City, where it's a little cooler. What's our record on Sunday games? Uh, I know we haven't had a home Sunday game in far like ever. Enough that if we drew anything from it, we'd probably be criminal, uh, criminally, criminally negligent. Let's pull something from it. Let's let's get a get it going. All right, well we'll look it up. We'll, uh, <laughs> maybe we'll post that on our social. No, we won't. We're not gonna look it up. Yeah, we, we could. That'd be fun. You can. I'll make you do it. You can do the legwork. I'll write it up. All right. Okay. All right. I I don't think we're very good on Sundays. We won a playoff game on a Sunday. Did we? Yeah, of course we did. Yeah. yeah. Last year. Yeah. Although it happened after the sun went down, I think was the <laughs> rationale. So we weren't playing on the Sabbath since it's sun, yeah. sundown to sundown. Uh, I think I th- it was I what think Deloitte com- Hansen said. I think we're combining religions now. Well, that's what Deloitte Hansen said. <laughs> I don't know if it was an excuse or... Oh, whatever it was. He owns the team. He's allowed to make those judgment our, calls. Our point is, we're awful in Texas. And, uh, and we're getting there. Yeah. We're awful in Texas. Yeah. Um, every time we go to Texas, it's... we Honestly, we should beat Houston. We're, we're capable of beating exes Houston. exes live in Texas. All of your exes? Um, no, but I don't think any do. <laughs> it's a, a song. Is that a song? It's a song. <laughs> you'll you'll probably have heard it at the beginning of the podcast. Because we, we might frankly, that's perfect. <laughs> that's so good. All right. 
You know who is from Houston? Or who has played in Houston or coached in Houston? Paul Dogwish? Craig Weibel? Have we gotten a, a solid pronunciation guide on Weibel? Weibel? Uh, Weibel. W. Craig W. <laughs> Weibel Wobble. <laughs> He'll, uh, Craig will wobble, but he won't fall down. Exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah I'll, I'm still not sure how we'll, to pronounce it. We'll look it up name. after the show. Yeah. Uh, sorry, sorry, Craig. We, we've got a long list of things we're looking up after the show. Yeah. Well, but I mean, it's worth considering that we we have people who have been part of the the Houston That's true. setup. Yeah, yeah. Maybe not so. Maybe we've got that inside track. Yeah. Maybe that's something. And they're used to like that humidity or whatever. Is yeah. it humid in Houston? Uh, yeah. Yes. Oh, well, that's no one I, likes I will humid say heat. Definitely yes. I prefer dry heat. Well, clearly. Yeah. Yeah. I guess. Um. Uh, I no. Yeah. I mean, it's it's the game every year. We we think, oh, this will be the year, and it's to the point where Someday. I just I'm not caring anymore. It's our tenth game there. Isn't it is our cool? tenth game there. Tenth time's a charm. Pfft, no, I. I think we'll probably draw or lose this game, and yeah. I, I'm not saying that. Are we doing? Pre- let's let's hold off our predictions. Let's talk injuries. There okay, let's talk injuries let's... before we get to that point. Fair enough. Who's injured? Uh, hopefully nobody knew. Uh, but Chris <laughs> Schuler did go for an MRI. Uh, they said it was precautionary, which is not unusual for Chris Schuler. No, it's not. He is no stranger. He's probably he probably went to his own personal MRI machine. Yeah, in his basement. He had to take off all his all of his metal and yeah. I assume he wastes a lot of metal. <laughs> I hear th- I hear that's really bad to do if you uh, go into an, an MRI. Yeah, machine if you're in an MRI. Yeah, that, ugh, no terrifying. Bueno. Terrifying. Anyway, yeah, he had an MRI. We'll see. Team says it's precautionary. Yeah, we'll see tomorrow what it is. Uh, and with Schuler, precautionary could be completely true yeah. or a bald faced lie. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, uh, we'll find out. Up in the air. Is Kwame healthy yet? He's not yeah. healthy, is he? Yeah, he played a reserve game. Is he? Yep. Did he? Yeah. He did wasn't he play, bad. Did he play the whole reserve? Or did he? No, he no, came no, on he a came half, in. didn't he? Yeah. Okay. But still. Yeah, Aaron Mond's healthy. Carlos Oceda's healthy. So, so we're covered. We're covered. Um, and frankly, like, yeah, Houston scares me uh, on set pieces. But, like, those players aren't bad on set pieces. No, really. they're not. So. They're not. It's not too too much to be worried about, I guess. Which is weird to be so worried about winning Houston, but like rationally, there's not a lot like to worry about. I yeah, like, like I said, we we should handle Houston. Yeah, everything indicates that we we're capable of handling Houston. Yeah, except that it's in Texas. Yeah, in Houston. Yeah, and set pieces and historically. Awful. Of course, we can Houston. deal with like conceding a set piece or two if we just score a bunch. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. yeah, we'll we'll be all right. But uh, back to injuries. Who's who's injured besides Schuler? Uh, that should really be it. Uh, Rich Bouchon is out on loan briefly to Carolina, Carolina Railhawks, so he's not going to be involved. Yeah, he'll be back for the May seventeenth game against Colorado. So really, a really short term loan. Yeah. Uh, maybe we'll get to watch him, which is not they broadcast their games unusual. It seems like yeah we do every now. I mean, and then. It, it seems like we've loaned. Well, maybe it's just Enzo that I'm thinking of, but we loaned. I know Enzo Martinez. Yeah, got loaned probably like three different separate occasions. Yeah, that were all kind of short. I think it was like two short and one long term kind of loan. Yeah, to we, I mean, we loaned Lalo for a game once. Yeah, 
Uh, it's just something. To Carolina? Like, no, maybe. I don't remember. I just remember it seems like Carolina is kind of our go-to destination yeah. to loan players out. Yeah, well, I mean, we had connections there. Yeah, Do we still? I don't, I don't even know. We had like serious connections. I thought Enzo was going back to Carolina because that's where he's from. No, yeah, well, that played into it. Yeah. Well, I, th- I think we do, or did. I don't remember. Maybe. Yeah. Anyway. Let's move on. Boston's at Carolina. Uh, Go team. Now, Louis Gill and Cole Grossman both look like they're coming back from injury. So, Possibly. Yeah. We're, we're going to monitor the we, Instagram situation. Yeah. Because <laughs> last... this for like three weeks, though. Like, yeah, they're really <laughs> close. And then, yeah, yeah, it's where's true. Where's Louis Gill? Yeah. No, just last Taking week, Louis Gill and Cole Grossman both obviously didn't travel there. Posting stuff to Instagram the day of the game. Hey, having a great time in Salt Lake. Here's me at the park. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, that's what they the both were. In the back. Both of those pictures were them at the park. That's pretty cool. Maybe they went not, to the not park. the same park. Did they go to the park together? Did they go on like a park tour of Salt no, Lake? No, because Grossman said something about at the park, like with his girlfriend, I think. Yeah. And sorry, ladies. And Gil was so greedy, at though. the dog park because oh. he posted pictures of his dog. Well, yeah. Dogs are cute. On, on his dog's account and on his personal Wait, account. Wait, he has a dog account? Two separate accounts, two separate pictures. Yeah. It's so annoying to manage multiple Instagram <laughs> accounts, though. You have to log out, you have to log back in. They just don't make it easy. One is uh, Louis, just for his dog. Louis still has a lot of time on his hands. By the way, his dog is very attractive. <laughs> no, he... I, I really Crabber. like dogs. I really like dogs. I like dogs I really too. Like what kind of dog. dog is it? It's a golden retriever. Golden lab. Oh, he has a, like an actual cool dog. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Doesn't have like his, one of those His name is, is stupid. What's his name? Kobe. Like uh, Kobe, Kobe Beef? No, like Kobe Bryant. Like Kobe Beef? We could say Kobe Beef. But yeah, that'd no, be it's, funny. It's named after Kobe Bryant. That's pretty bad. Oh. Wow. But he's a Lakers fan, so. He's some like basketball player, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, he is, Matt. Cool. Let's let's. Uh, All right. Anyway, before we get too far, Gil and Grossman. That's it. Probably they're Finley probably back. Today. Is he back? No, no. But he trained today. That's pretty cool. That's solid. Yeah. So we'll see him in the reserve matches. Demon. Uh yeah. I don't know when we'll see him. <laughs> What's the next reserve match? Uh. I remember looking at the schedule. We'll look it up after the podcast. No, no. I- I'm looking that up right now. <laughs> I remember right now. looking at the schedule. When they released it, and I remember the first game, the first reserve game was like last weekend. Uh, it was last Tuesday. Last Tuesday, so. A week and a day ago. But that was the first reserve game of the year for RSL, and that's week like eight. Yeah. Of the uh, MLS season. The next is 18 May. So, soon. Against Colorado. We'll probably so see. So, the Sunday after the Colorado. Yeah, we might see Finley there. Yeah, that'd be cool. That'd be fun. Blazing past. Yeah. Mark it down. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go on record saying that Finley's going to oh, be oh. there. 11 a.m. at America First Field because they list all of the times in Eastern on this MLS page. On a on Sunday? Yeah. Yeah, let's do it. That's a perfect Sunday game. That is a perfect Sunday game. Everybody, go to that game. We'll remind you later. But anyway. Uh, that's, we, we should, yes. Probably not going to see Finley. Might see Gil Grossman. Not going to see Balchin. Yeah. Uh, may not see Schuler. Yeah. The, the, that's a possibility and if we don't see him it's not the end of the world don't panic but oh it, it hasn't been for the last yeah but <sighs> since yeah we're so much time. better when we have him in there it's it's we just are remarkable. But, we are but again we're not bad without him yeah i think that's fair to say 
It was fair to say. So that's Houston. <laughs> that's a Houston preview. Yeah, uh, there's there's nothing else to say. Um, Anything else? We're just wasting your time, like we always do. Keep an eye on Brad Davis. And Brad uh, Davis. Keep an eye Speaking on of Brad Davis uh, and U.S. national team players, the World Cup squad comes out on Monday. The preliminary thirty-man squad. Uh, yes, unlike certain other nations, we are having a preliminary squad. Some nations are not. Uh, Mexico, <laughs> I believe. Yeah, twenty-two man squad. They just named it. So did Brazil. Yeah, that's just just, just threw it out there. Oh, hey, by the way, this is who's going to Brazil? Yeah, we don't need to decide it. We're good. Yeah, it'd be nice to be that assured, but we have a lot of question marks. Some of those <laughs> no, question sure. marks could involve our players. Find out more after the break. Are we, if we're taking a break right now, we have no. Hang on, we have do no we, promotion you, predictions. Oh, predictions. Let's rewind a little bit here. Trevor, make that rewind noise. Do you know how to make that? Um, <laughs> I did it. <laughs> that's the rewind noise. Okay, that's yes. All rewind right. noise. All right, predictions. Um, what are you predicting? The game. I mean, this is a game I'm, I hate predicting because I mean, really, it's we've said it. We should be able to handle Houston. We should be able to handle them like well. Yeah. It, we 3-0 is not out of the out of the realm of possibilities. Yeah. To play Houston for us, like us winning by 3 goals. But they're also capable of beating us probably 3-0. Yeah. You know, and it'd be devastating. But honestly, I'm I'm going into the game bl- just blaming the Texas curse. Like, okay. if, if we lose, it's Texas. Fine. Yeah. Over it. Already. But we very easily could win. I'm, yeah. I'm not going to give a pre- prediction. Because I, I can't. Okay. Well, I'll give my prediction. I predict Texas is going to be talked about an awful lot. Oh, I hate... The, the Texas curse is going to be just... Oh. That's my prediction. I don't know so what's going to happen in the game, but we're going to hear a lot about the Texas curse. I hate curses. I know, but... It's like a wish. And I've already talked stuff. about it for like 10 minutes now, so. Yeah. Well, You're going to hear more. Get ready for it. All right. Well, I'm predicting three now. Shocker. Shocker. Um, so that, that was predictions. Yeah, there's a way it gets to be three now. And You're it's right, because Paul Dalglish scores one, and so does Craig Waddell, and uh, that Jeff Kassar fellow. Also having a Texan history. They'll sub themselves in, Ryan Giggs style. Uh, it'll violate every MLS rule. We'll get like a 10-point deduction, but it'll be worth it to win in Houston. Kassar has a uh, history in well, Houston? Yeah, he played in Dallas. No, no, Texas. A Texas? When did he, did he play, play in Dallas? Oh, I think so. Well, let's look it up before we go to break. Yeah. Why not? We're racing, by the way. I'm on my phone. Matt's on the computer. Guess who wins? Matt wins. Matt's definitely going to win. Yeah, he started his career in, in Dallas. At Dallas Brand. Oh. And then he played four more years in Dallas. Huh? Well, learned something new every day. I can't believe you didn't know that. I had no idea. All right. Well, they all said I knew, I knew he did something in Miami because it was yeah. Kassar, Ramondo, and Loggerway. Yeah, and all Ray together. Hudson. And Ray Hudson, who were all in Miami at the same time. Yeah. That's pretty cool. I Could... learned that when I was researching Kassar when he uh, was named head coach. Oh, Good for you. Ramondo put Kassar on the bench or Lagerway on the bench. Yeah, one of them. He was traded for one of them and put the other person on the bench. Yeah. That's what I remember. Yeah, something. But whatever. Anyway. All right, let's 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 move on. Take a break. 
We'll be back. Oh, uh, no, hang on. We kind of didn't. Are we not taking a break? <laughs> no, we will. Just uh, the, uh, the preliminary World Cup squad, did we say it was going to be out on Monday? Yeah. Look for it Monday. It'll be out. Yeah, we You'll... might. We'll have between two and three players on it. Yeah, either Beltran or Gill. Honestly, I think three players have a shout. Beltran or Gill have an outside shot. Yeah. I, I don't think, think we're going to see both of them. Chris Schuler has an outside, outside shot. <laughs> It's a stretched outside or, shot. He's really tall. He can stretch. Okay. He, he's got those long legs. <laughs> those luxurious okay, so legs. Schuler, meh. I'm going to say definitely not. Oh, but let's keep the hope. Keep the dream alive. The dream alive. Keep the dream alive. Schuler, that's, that's the goal. Dreaming to get on the preliminary squad. Yeah. Uh, Beltran and Gill, outside, outside shot. Outside at best. At best. Um, Beckerman, Romando, pretty well set. Yeah, they're, they're definitely going to be. There's the definitely going to be on it. Okay. But, yeah, we'll see. Look okay. for it Monday. After the game. Now let's take a break. Now we can take a break. No, wait, wait, wait. I'm the man And Allison's in Galveston Somehow lost her sanity Trevor, we're back. Okay. Uh. <laughs> well, what, I was going to make a joke, and then as soon as I realized... Was it a little bit racist? It, it, racist? Oh, I remember last episode. It wasn't racist. Oh. It was racy, maybe. Oh, make a racy joke. I was going to say, oh, let me put my pants back on. But Oh, oh. <laughs> well, I'm wearing a blanket over my pants. <laughs> so, speaking of pants. My pants are, are on and have not come off. Just you're adorned make, in pants. Just to make that clear, it was going to be a joke. But instead it wasn't? Yeah, then I laughed at it, and then I oh. had to explain the joke. Well, that's how jokes are funnier when you explain them. Yes, clearly, <laughs> I I understand humor good. All right, so let's talk about listener questions because we've got a few. We do have a few, which from two people. like our like our first episode. Really ask. I think it was magical. Like, like our first episode when we didn't have listeners, we still had listener questions. Yeah, we didn't ask for any this time, and we still have some. Yeah. People, Go team. People love us. You guys are awesome. <laughs> All right, let's. We're going to bounce around a little because two people ask questions and we have four questions. So <laughs> yeah. rather than ask all of Joe's questions first, we'll we'll bounce. Yeah. Um, all right, so first, Joe is wondering what we think of Jeff Kassar giving players personal time throughout the throughout season. Which is something that has been, I mean, not, not hidden. Yeah. To be fair, we... we <sighs> I don't know for sure if Christ gave anybody any personal time. A little bit. I mean, I, I like know he Plata did for, went to Ecuador. Plata went to Ecuador. I know Espindola got a couple week or so off after the Champions League final. Yeah, he was in a bad way. He was in a bad way, so Christ gave him that time off. I know he gave... I want to say he gave Sabarillo some time, but now that I'm saying it, I can't remember when. Yeah, um, but, but but Jason but, Christ was clearly like a good person to these people like yeah and, and, so and that's the thing but it wasn't outside of plot and spindola he may have been giving players personal time but not made a big deal about it you yeah. know what i mean and now kasar is not going out and being like all right guys gill's got the day off because he asked for it nicely and we're gonna give him, you know what i mean but it, he's not like hiding the fact so yeah. i don't know how big of a change this is but it's definitely out there. Kassar is giving players personal yeah, time. It, it seems a little different because they're like single day things. They're not like, all right, you need to deal with some stuff. Like, go ahead. Like, you know, 
this is more important. Yeah. It's a case of, of managing players a little differently. Yeah. Uh, so like Chris Schuler's had a few personal days. But uh, Chris Schuler's personal stopped. days are, are a little bit different, I think. Yeah. I, I don't think they're the same in the same category as other players' personal days. Not in the past. But I think that it's a sort of personal day we're seeing. It, it's just But he also said he's gonna manage Schuler and Schuler will be taking days off. And they're not really yeah. personal days off, they're like managing injury yeah. things. Because Schuler clearly has a problem with his foot. Has for a while, yeah. And this is kind of their way of, of approaching managing that, yeah. Is to just take it easy on the guy. You yeah. know what I mean? Give him days where he doesn't have to train, just so he doesn't have to worry about. Yeah, and sharpness clearly isn't much of an issue with him, which is really remarkable. Yeah, and so I, I think to lump Schuler's personal days in with other players' personal days that they're yeah. getting, and I think it is a little bit unfair. We're but looking yeah. at different types of personal days this yeah, yeah. season. Uh, we're again, about. they're they're uh, definitely personal days, but they're for. For Schuler, I, I it's think, about fitness. It's not about like yeah, it, it's about training. managing an injury rather than just man management. If that makes sense. Yeah, well, and we've seen uh, Louis Skill get that too. Yeah, Gill right? has got days off, um, not necessarily because of injury, but it, it's no, but just it's about maintaining like, fitness. Yeah, and because he he's what nineteen, and he didn't have a break. Yeah, like he was in January camp. He's been involved with youth teams. He like, hasn't had a break for a while. Has yeah, he? and. It, as a young player, that's really dangerous. Yeah. Um, and we see I mean, injuries like the one that's kept him out for the last few games. Yeah, and you're talking about injuries. But honestly, I think part of it might just be keeping players happy. Yeah. You know what I mean? A, a, a 20-year-old would love a day off. Yeah. You know what I mean? I I think it would go a long way to give Gil, yeah, some, that, somebody like Gil, or just any player, a day off. Yeah. You know what? You don't have to worry about soccer today. Just go have a day to yourself with your with girlfriend, your with your dog at the dog park, whatever. Yeah. Take it easy. And mentally, I think that does a lot for a person. Um, just being able to take a day off. Um, and for somebody like Gil, for somebody like Schuler, for a lot of the players on our team, a day off isn't going to harm them in, in like the playing yeah. part. They're, they're not going to lose a step. They're not going to lose their touch. They're not going to... Yeah. Go into the game feeling rusty. You and know what I mean? we're clearly not just handing these out. But yeah, yeah. And it, it's it's very it's very possible. We know there's a lot of stuff. There's always with teams a lot of stuff that goes on in the locker room that nobody really knows about. But maybe yeah. Kassar has said, if you guys do X, Y, and Z in a game or, you know, in incentivizing. training. Incentivizing? Yeah, just incentivizing. If you guys do X, Y, and Z, I'll give you a day off. And maybe, um, maybe it's something possible, like that. But- I don't. I don't think these are cases of that. Again, we, we don't really know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we don't really know the motivation. We know that it's happening to certain players, and for certain reasons on certain players. Yeah. Um, but again, I, it doesn't bother me. No, at no. All. I think it's great. It's actually, I think, good management. I can see the advantages. Yeah. I can't really see the the disadvantages. Yeah. Pros far outweigh the cons. As long as it doesn't create like discontent, but it's not like they're getting personal days to just like go hang out with their dogs at the dog park. They're getting personal days because they're because of their physical state. But because in. they yeah, they the feel that they state. need it to make them a better player. Yeah. I mean they don't need it, but it would help them be a better player. And maybe it's just unusual to actually hear about it. Yeah. Uh, again, that's, maybe maybe it's something that's always been going on. We yeah. just are now hearing about it because Kassar is approaching fancy. media different than Christ was. Oh, he's certainly doing that. Oh, big shock there, huh? <laughs> yeah, he's not standoffish. He looks like he's happy to talk to people <laughs> yeah. and not 
miserable to talk to people. Yeah. Which um, that's that that speaks to the difference in personality. Yeah, it certainly does. Okay, next question. Charles Barnard, of course, friend of the program, occasional co-host. Yeah, asks, do we see more Monsali after you know his good performances both in reserves and um, on Saturday? I think we know my answer. Maybe? I would certainly hope so. I, I'm in the maybe camp. Maybe we'll yeah. I, I mean, realistically, the answer is I think Winger. Maybe you say Winger had a bad game against Chicago. Maybe. Maybe. I, I don't really think. I don't really think that he did. But if you say that he had a bad game, yeah, Winger's had that position locked down for like what five seasons now. Five, six seasons. It's going to take more than one game for. I, I would hope yeah. that it would take more than one game for Kassar to say, yeah, Wingert's not the answer at left back. Let's put him on Sali and see what he can do. Yeah, especially because we really haven't been that bad to this point in the season. Yeah. We're undefeated. And, and may, so we maybe, don't need drastic changes. Maybe Kassar sees the change that Man, or the yeah, the change in the game that Mansali brought, and maybe he says, you know what? Let's bring Mansali on again in the 75th minute. And I don't if think we he need even, that extra spark down the left side. I don't think he it even has to be a change for Chris Wingert. That's a really interesting thing to me. Yeah. Uh, is it could be for someone like Tony Belkran, you could shift winger to the right side. It could be for someone in the midfield. It could be for a forward. Yeah. And the, Mansali gives us that tactical flexibility we've really lacked yeah, but in it, other it, left-sided you, players. Because you could he can throw play him on the left back. side, any, like we've said before, you could throw him anywhere on the left side, and he can play there. And he'll play essentially the same role, too. Done there, he's done it before. He'll get up and down, and he'll, he'll defend, and he'll attack. Exactly, yeah. So... I think it means we probably see more of Mansali. Yeah. I don't think it means that Mansali has replaced Winger no. by any stretch of the imagination. No, I don't. I don't think that change happens until Winger retires, or maybe next season. Or mm. well, if, I, think, I think if he has two or three or four more games like he did for Chicago, which yeah. again weren't really bad games, but they weren't really good either. They were yeah. definitely not standout games for Chris Winger. If he has four or five more games in a row, where it's clear that he is. Not playing as well, and Mansali continues to come in and plays really well when he does play. I think you kind of have to make that switch sooner or later, but it's not going to be against Houston. Yeah, you know what I mean. I, mean, it, I say that, and now it's going to be Houston where we see Mansali start. Yeah, but no, I, I would think that we're probably going to see more of Mansali, but it's probably going to start as a substitution role. Yeah, 60, 75th minute, something yeah, like I that. I mean, it's another type of substitution we can make. Yeah. And That's really and I, cool to be able to do that. And I think Kassar realized that. And until Mansali has a terrible game, which he might. Yeah, and he might I, get I, sent off. It's, <laughs> it's distinctly possible. Yeah. But, yeah, I, I think we definitely do see more of Mansali. Yeah, I would heartily agree. Next question, also from Joe. Did Matt and Jason watch Hot Rod? The answer is the, no. Which is, again, a shame. I don't know that you would enjoy it so much. No. Probably just because I don't know your taste in movies very well. I Is, is it pretentious? No. Well, I probably wouldn't enjoy it. <laughs> this is the opposite of pretentious. Oh, no. I feel, no, it, it's a comedy. It stars at, at... My favorite movie is Lost Highway by David Lynch. That's not true, but I do really like that movie. <laughs> no, it's, 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 it's Andy Samberg, Jerome Tacone. Um, who else is in it? Uh, oh, uh, Isla Fisher is in it. I've, and uh, she is very attractive. 
You should watch for that reason alone. So is the same movie with Ned Grappleboy in it? Uh, there's a guy who kind of looks like Ned Grappleboy. In this movie? In the in this movie. Is like, he really like, smart? No. <laughs> oh. It's, uh... Well, I'm not No, I'm, I'm not talking about... Is it Will Forte or Will Arnett? One of those two guys. Will Ferrell. It's not Will Ferrell. I oh. get... I get Will, Will Arnett is Job on Arrested Development. <laughs> I love Arrested Development. Is this at all like Arrested Development? It is... It's a comedy, right? It is funny. And mm. Arrested Development is funny. That's so, true. Yeah, it's like Arrested Development. Okay. In that way. All right, let, let's I'm, I'm going to look it up. But no, I think you would probably enjoy it. Oh. At least, it's not going to be your favorite movie. No. Say that straight up. But you'd probably think it's funny. Okay. I'm confident Jason would find it hilarious, though. Huh. I'm I'm 100%. Jason I don't know what like that it. says about your opinion of Jason, but okay. I think it what my what it says about my opinion of Jason is that Jason can appreciate a good comedy. Oh. Well, thank you, Crepper. <laughs> Let's move on. That's not what I'm saying, Matt. Come on. Do we finally win in Houston? <laughs> no. Yes. I said that in my prediction. I will stand by it. Uh, but maybe. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. That's a great answer. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, it's uh, it's 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 toss up. Ask us on on Monday. Did I say Will Forte and Will Arnett? Yeah, because I meant Bill Hader. <laughs> I, Bill and Will are names that both come from William. So yeah, but they're not the same person. Are you um, sure? And he was Napoleon in Napoleon Dynamite, right? <laughs> no. You're thinking of... Uh... No, I, I actually know what I'm thinking of. Don't worry. Okay, alright. Anyway, yeah, another but... recommendation for all of our listeners. If you haven't already, watch Hot Rod. Matt, you should watch Hot Rod. Pretty sure it's on Netflix right now. It was last I checked, which was a week or two ago. Yeah, well, everyone else, you should... Uh, if you don't enjoy Hot Rod, you should go watch uh, Eraserhead by David Lynch. Tell you what. A classic film. Thing. Everybody watch Eraserhead and Lost Highway, and Hot Rod, tell us which one you enjoyed more. Oh, you could watch uh, The Wizard of Oz with Dark Side of the Moon as the soundtrack. Have you ever done that? I've, I've heard that. That's pretty cool. I just haven't really it's cool. ever cared enough to actually do that. Oh, well, it's cool. It, it seems like an experience that would be appreciated more if you ingested... Certain substances? No, no, there's a lot I, of like I don't really interesting of. synchronicity. Yeah, no, and I, I believe that's that. That's kind of cool. But maybe maybe it's just because it's like Pink Floyd. Yeah, I love Pink Floyd. And that's kind of how I feel about Pink Floyd. I love Pink Floyd. And I do too. I like Pink Floyd. Hmm. But I feel like I would enjoy Pink but Floyd more. If you dropped acid. If I dropped acid or smoked weed. Neither of which activity... And I'm being serious here. I'm not joking. I don't do that stuff. So. Yeah, well... I kind Neither of just do don't I, really so. worry about Pink Floyd. I really don't worry about Pink Floyd mixing with Wizard of Oz. Do you not love the Wizard of Oz? I do love the Wizard of Oz. But I love the Wizard of Oz as it is. Me too. I don't think it needs anything to be added to it. Alright, next week. Talk to you next week. Okay, bye. See you later. There's a place I didn't love.